pregnant now. So yeah. yeah, guys, it was it was good to be back this episode, back with my wife, because um, I haven't seen her in weeks. <laughs> so we only get together to do podcasts and. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome back to the Unqualified Podcast with your co-hosts today. We're, we're back, Tim. And Molly. I have missed you, I'll tell you what. This is the first time I've seen you in weeks. Weeks, yeah, weeks, I know. Yeah. We've been in the same house and not podcasting together. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, we've we've missed doing an um, episode together. Yeah. I think we tried to do an episode together one week, but we were just exhausted and we, yeah. we were not, you guys didn't want to hear that episode. You're like... You're like Tim, you're being super lame. <laughs> and I wasn't doing me. any better. But anyway, so we decided to come back at you guys. We are going to chat about the Enneagram today. The so, Enneagram. You who, know, fun oh. fact, wait, real quick, fun fact. The Enneagram, when you first told me about this, I thought it was the Indian Gram. Very confused about it. It is not the Indian Gram. It's Ennea, Ennea, Enneo Gram. Inia. Inia. Mm-hmm. Like E N N E G R A M. Enneagram. I would have. I would have called it the Enneagram. Okay. If that's well. the case, but it's fine. It's <laughs> Sorry. fine. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So you're you're gonna hear it at two different sides. You're gonna hear it as the um, skeptical, I don't care about it side, and you're also gonna hear about it from the person who really dives into it and really enjoys the Enneagram. So I am you obviously guys, the one that enjoys it, right? <laughs> I was going to say, you can take a guess at who <laughs> is more interested. If you've watched our um, Instagram stories, I have hopped on and Tim has rolled his eyes as I talk about the Enneagram. So, but it is very, it's a very helpful tool I found in my life, but I also don't, you don't want to force it on anyone just like you don't want to force um, any other personality tests, um, any other love language courses. You don't want to force that on your spouse or on a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. It's not something that comes force. It has to be something that's organic. So Tim and I first, Tell, tell me what it is. So the Enneagram is basically a personal assessment. And the way that I see it, it comes from um, your strengths and your weaknesses. So that's what I enjoy about it. I've never personally liked to take the um, personality test in high school, your strength finders test, because it's all positive and it's all way to go you. Like this is what you're great at. This is what you need to soar in. I've never personally um, liked those just because I would score in creativity and it was it was something that like, okay, I'm creative, but tell me tell me where I'm creative. How, how do I apply this? And it's just something that I feel like teachers just make you do to get you figured out to go to college and college isn't for everyone. So I always felt a little bit robbed by personality tests because I Again, I was very skeptical, and I think that you can't put somebody in a box. So um, when I heard about the Enneagram, I was very skeptical as well, and I was not really interested, but as you guys know, I listen to podcasts like crazy, and another one of my favorite podcasts, which you guys have heard me mention many times, is Annie F. Downs. She is one of the first ones that introduced the Enneagram to me, and she just briefly talks about it. And actually, last year was her first Enneas summer. So she brings on different um, 
a man and a woman that don't know each other with the Enneagram types. So there's nine different people that come on. Well, 18 different people that come on and they talk about their types and they kind of just converse with each other. And yeah, it's really cool. So she introduced that last summer and I think she's coming out with it again for July. Okay. So who, who uses this? Like, is it, is it a psychology thing? Psychologists? Is it like life coaches? I would say it's, it's actually one of the most popular tests I feel in this day and age. Isn't it based on like old voodoo or something? No, no, which actually it's actually um, has been in Christian circles. Um, it has been something that is kind of touchy with people because they see the Enneagram. I don't remember what you call it. Um, we didn't. Well, I haven't really do- dove into this, but they think that it is a Nazi star, I believe. But I can't remember the pendant or uh, something. Pen- the the pentagram. That's the yes, the, the pentagram. Thank you. That's the star of the devil or something. Yes, like that. exactly. As so if, as if the devil has drawn it and whatever anyway but anyway so it has been a skeptical thing i think in the early 2000s it was very skeptical but it has been around for centuries i mean ages so um i decided well and then i heard about the enneagram also on a podcast that i listened to which is the jamie or happy hour with jamie ivy podcast and she was talking about it and she really didn't deep dive into it but it was very interesting in what she would say so i kind of just started my own journey and I read the book and I have listened to Beth McCord. That's a great um, podcast to listen to. Her, I think she has an Instagram called Your Enneagram Coach. I will link that below for sure. But yeah, so I just went on a trail. <laughs> okay. And why Why do you feel like this is important? Why? Why is, like, what did the Enneagram bring to the table that you're like, hey, this is pretty cool. This is interesting. I want to I want to dive deeper into this. So the thing that I love the most about it is it shows your strengths and it shows your weaknesses and it also shows that you can be different in these categories. So I'm going to say an example and you guys will be so confused if you've never heard of the Enneagram, but I encourage you to read The Road Back to You. So it's by Susan Stabile and Egan Ian Cron. So um they have a very simple version of the Enneagram. It's just beginning level. And also another um, one to follow is Beth McCord. She's a Christian coming at it in her perspective. But anyways, when I heard about the Enneagram, it shows your strengths and weaknesses. So let's say I'm a one, which I'm a helper or no, I'm a perfectionist. Sorry. And then I can also be a helper and I can also be a Um, introvert. So there's different wings to your number and that is what is beside your number. So you are a one with a two wing or a one with a nine wing. And I know this sounds like, how does this sound to you? Just Uh, over your head. uh, Just like birds. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're a a certain type of bird. I don't know. Two wings. So anyways, it's really interesting. If you guys, again, want to do a deep dive into it, really, honestly, the book, The Road Back to You, is the easiest and most simple way you can do it. You can just skim through it. And also, they have a 
um, online tests that you can do and multiple of them are free and they say to get the most accurate one is to pay but we've both taken the free one of so, course of yeah. course the most accurate one is <laughs> you to guys pay. know that <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so I really like to come at it from okay I am not in this box like I have you have all these attributes so there's nine numbers on the Enneagram and all of those nine numbers are in you Except your strong suit is in the one that you most identify as. And then your second strong suit is the one that is your wings. So I really, everything started clicking together when I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is so true. But it took a long time to figure out my number. I don't know if you remember that, but I was like. Yeah, yeah. You, you bounce around between a few different ones. I, I don't know what they were, but yes. Yeah, and actually, I bounced around between a few different ones, and they were my wing numbers. So again, if you guys are interested at all in deep diving into the wings, you just need to do a bunch of study with it. And yeah, so we will link all the goodies below. And so I just really liked that it was a strength finder, and it also told me my weaknesses. And that's what the hard part is, is you have to look at your weaknesses and be like, this is an excuse for my weaknesses. This is how I'm going to get stronger. This is where I know I lack. This is where I know that I need to get better. So that's why I like the Enneagram because, again, like I said, the strength finders are just telling you way to go. This is how you are and this is where you lack in. So don't do that ever. Yeah. So you you use this as kind of a or, or you found that this is a way that you have understood yourself a little bit better Um and, and maybe seen some things that you you weren't aware of or um, needed changing or, or something like that, right? Yeah. So I actually saw it. I saw myself in a different view, but I also, when we figure out your Enneagram type, I was like, wow, okay. There was a lot of grace that I gave Tim for that reason because his Enneagram type is he has to have alone time. He has to be prepared for anything that happens. Like if we have a break in something, he thinks about the worst case scenario and he has to be prepared for that. And I am not like that at all. I think about the worst case scenario and I'm like, okay, if zombies come, I'm letting the zombies eat me. There's <laughs> no way. You can't. Nope. You, you, that has to change about you. I'm sorry. The Enneagram is going to have to be wrong on that one. You're not getting eaten first. <laughs> but anyways, so it just really helped me give Tim a lot of grace in where his um, strong suits are that I didn't like about him. And it let me see a whole nother side and perspective of Tim. And honestly, it shows that he was kind of just born that way. I'm not saying it's an excuse for him to um, or to for me to stay in a rut and um, just keep not growing and just being very stubborn and living in fear. But I also need to see that that's kind of how his heart was designed. That's how the Lord designed him. And I'm not saying this is also a religion because by any means, you cannot worship the Enneagram. You need to look at your morals and everything comes from the Lord. So also, I like Beth McCord for that reason. She talks about the Enneagram in a biblical perspective. Sure. Um, I'm going to share my perspective on it because... Yes, I would love that. Uh, I mean, my problem with personality tests is that like things are always changing 100%. So... I feel like if you take a, a personality test and you see 
Well, kind of what you were explaining before, and and you see these areas that you're strong and that you're weak, and you're just like, you know what, I was, I, I'm just that way. Like, so as an example, I like you said, I need need alone time. It is it, basically the the test is telling me, okay, you need you need alone time, but like, what if I can't get that? That uh, or or what if I use that as a crutch or something like that? Like, look, just I need alone time leave me alone but I, I don't know it just I feel like that boxes me in to think okay I can't change or I don't need to change and um I just I'm not a huge fan plus your personality is always changing I mean yes there are parts of me that that are this that have been the same since I was little and growing up there's certain personality personality traits there but like I was with this as an example i mean i was uh never a wake up early be be structured in the morning kind of guy before i was wake up right before and just run out the door and now i kind of am wake up in the morning do something that that i need done and then and then go out the door and uh i i just feel like that's something in me that has changed since i was well within the past 10 years probably Okay, so I want to come back to that. So let's bookmark okay, that. Okay, we'll put a little tab in it. <laughs> but uh, so we're going to keep that in our minds, in the back of our minds. But I want us to now trans transition to telling each other and our audience our Enneagram numbers, what we assume they are, what the tests have said, and what we have read up on, aka what I've done the research on. <laughs> now, do these do these numbers have names like... Okay, because I don't... Yes, yours is the investigator. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see it Do you it see now. that? Yeah, I see it now. Okay. Molly gave me show notes so that I would know what to say. <laughs> okay, so I will go first and then you can go. Um, so mine is the type one and it is called the perfectionist. So what it's like to be a one. People have told me I can be overly critical and judgmental. I beat myself up when I make mistakes. I don't feel comfortable when I try to relax. There is too much to be done. I don't like it when people ignore or break the rules, like when the person in the fast lane at the grocery has more items than allowed. That really irks me. (laughs) (laughs) Details are very important to me. I often find that I'm comparing myself to others. If I say I'll do it, I'll do it. It's hard for me to let go of resentment. Amen. (laughs) Sadly. I think it is my responsibility to leave the world better than I found it. I have a lot of self-discipline. I try to be careful and thoughtful about how I spend money, which is not not very true. true. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) It seems to me that things are either right or wrong, which is very true. That's why we get in Mm -hmm. arguments. (laughs) I spend a lot of time thinking about how you could be a better person, which is, I would like to say, true. Uh, Forgiveness is hard for me, which, yes. I notice immediately when things are wrong or out of place, which I'm sure you would agree with. I worry a lot. I am really disappointed when other people don't do their part. I like routine and don't readily embrace change. I do my best when working on a project, and I wish others would do the same, so I wouldn't have to redo their work. I often feel like I try harder than others to do things correctly. So... When let's let's go back to the main one. What do you say about noticing things are wrong, or or things things are done wrong? Is that I notice immediately when things are wrong mm-hmm. or out of place. So, gang, I cannot tell you 
how many times, and I don't know why I, I still forget this, but I go down to the basement, have to grab something, and I forget to turn off the light. Like, and uh, <laughs> literally, so our, our cat, we, we basically have our cat sleep down there. In the nighttime. In the nighttime, of course. I mean, he goes down there sometimes during the day, and we keep it shut because of arrow, but... um. <laughs> he so I let him up in the morning or, or I go down and get food from our freezer or something like that and I just come up to Sarah's do, 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 do. I always forget to turn off the stinking light and I always notice right away and he and, and because we leave it on at night when when our cat kit is down there uh she's like oh I guess kit is still down there Every that's time. my nice way A little snarky remark yeah, that's my really nice way of saying, hey, Tim, turn off the light. So can confirm that one. You so, are that number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do try to give grace because I do I do see a lot of me in that list. Do you see a lot of me in that list? Yeah, a lot. I mean, so, most of them. Yeah. When I first realized the Enneagram, I picked the easiest number to relate to, and that was type nine. And there's a lot of type nines that don't like being the type nine. Truth is, when you find out your true number, you're like, yeah, I don't like that because it feels uncomfortable. I kind of like mine. <laughs> then, yeah. Okay. Anyways, but it feels uncomfortable to reveal those layers of you. Like when I was reading out loud a few of them, like I, I'm bad at forgiveness. I am. Yeah. Like Tim is the first person to, to teach me forgiveness. You are, you are much better than two years ago. Oh, two and yeah. a half years ago. 100%. Uh, 200% better than two years ago. And it's hard walking into my house and seeing a mess because I need things to be in order. It's hard having a kid because he makes things messy. Yeah. So there's a lot of icky things on there. So I, for a long time, was beating around the bush at what my Enneagram type was going to be because we went to Hawaii and we took the Enneagram test on our way to go on a hike. Did we? And that was two and a half years ago. And I picked the easiest number. I think that was a type six because I had anxiety. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to relate to this number because I simply have anxiety. So I put myself in a box and I was like, okay, that's the one I am. Um. So anyways, this past November is when I sat down with Tim and I was like, I know that you're not supposed to do this because you're typically not supposed to have somebody else type you. But I, I know Tim knows the worst parts of me even more than I would like to confront. And I know that I'm a perfectionist, but I would not identify myself as a perfectionist. So me and Tim went through the numbers that I thought I was. And I went through the list and we're like, this one, this one, this one. And he was like, that is a lot of those are you. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, vaguely, not, not enough to say anything on it. So anyways, when it got to type one, I literally got tears in my eyes and I was like, this is me and that's, I don't like that. I don't like that I'm like that. There are some strong attributes of being a perfectionist and it's just called a perfectionist because that's what that is general or that is what people can identify as. Um, Beth McCormick, again, Go to her page. Go see how she breaks down. She shows different views on why people clean their houses. So a type one cleans their house because they need to clean their house before someone comes over. They don't clean their house for themselves or they don't clean their house for each other, anyone else. They clean their house so they feel better about their house. Oh, okay. So so they clean their house 
because they want to feel it is a right thing to do okay they clean their house because they expect people to want to walk into a clean house so anyways it really helped me just identify and see the tough parts of me that i needed revealed so yeah i don't know that's all i have to say on the perfectionist it there's a lot of true things and we got that list we both of these lists that i found it is on the road back to you it is located in there and you can read through the lists there is also great sources on instagram yep. that you can go through i feel like in, in your in your case knowing that you were a one and knowing that that people aren't that i i guess well use me that that i am not like you helped you give me grace because you're like i am made like this and tim is made way different i need to stop thinking well i mean basically i need to stop thinking that my way is the best way and i'm this perfect person when like tim just has a different personality right? yeah and i think it helped me a lot more after having arrow because when we were married before, I was kind of just, I mean, I had a part-time job and I was just a housewife, honestly. So I did everything for him, but becoming a wife and a mom, that was a whole other ballpark for me because I had more than just us to take care of. So I found myself getting more frustrated at Tim for not doing the dishes. And that's still something that we argue about. Uh, last week? Yes. <laughs> but anyways, um, I just had to realize that Tim doesn't see those dishes in the sink. No. Because I see them as they're not where they're supposed to be. We need to have them for the next meal. And I have such an order and a routine. So when I see those dishes, I see a whole different perspective than what Tim sees. He yeah. doesn't see those dishes. Well, yeah. And, and when I was on my own, I didn't really have dishes. So I just ate out every day. Mm-hmm. You you let me know if you want to eat out every day, mister. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, so that's a little bit about my personality type. So Real quick, what, what type do you think Arrow is? Actually, <laughs> that is, you are not supposed to type your kids. You're not supposed to type your kids? No, they actually shouldn't take the personality assessment until I think they're 16 or above because kids' minds work as an, okay, this is how I am. This is how I'm supposed to be. This is how. So their their minds aren't mature enough to take the test yet, basically. And you're really not supposed to type your kids, but a lot of people say that they can think of types for their kids, but they won't really tell their kids. So what 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 happens if you type your kids? Because now I'm scared. I just <laughs> I just I, I'm I've typed arrow already. I think they blow up. They blow oh gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't I, like this one anymore. It doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, I th- you're just not supposed to. But. I, I won't tell him what type he is then. <laughs> Do you, have you really thought of a type? Well, yeah. Is it you? It's the only one I know. Oh, Me. it's investigator. Okay, yeah. No, Arrow probably is a type five. And what that's what Tim is about to read mm-hmm. to you. At age ten months, he's a type so five. So this is the type that Tim is. Okay, I am I am a type five, which is called the investigator. Dun dun dun. I think, therefore, I am. I think. <laughs> that's the quote. Anyway, uh, so I've got a list of twelve things here that what it's like to be a five. I can take care of myself, and I think others could do the same. That makes a lot of sense. I think personal responsibility is huge, 
And I think you should at least be able to, to survive on your own. Uh, I don't always say things out loud, but in my head, I am pretty sarcastic and cynical. Do you think that your wife can survive by herself? No. <laughs> Was that? No, I don't think you can survive on yourself. I think you should be able to survive on yourself. But uh, this is what we're we're so different about, you guys. So okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> But you can make a fire better than me, apparently. Oh, so, that is true. I, I can cook a mean squirrel you, if I haven't been well. around. <laughs> you, we might be having chipmunk bits here in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I, I don't always say things out loud, but in my head, I'm pretty sarcastic and cynical. Yes, uh, I often feel awkward around other people. Not, not really. Normally, I'm pretty, pretty okay, but. I'm okay if people ask me a few specific questions about myself, but I don't like it when people want too much information. Yes. Amen. Especially if it's my wife. Leave me alone, woman. <laughs> I need That's time. why we have this podcast. Yeah, this this is how she forces me to spend time with her. <laughs> I need time alone. Um, yes, indeed. I, I, it, it, I mean, I used to live by myself and be alone all the time. And that was pretty good. Things have changed quite a bit since then. But it's still pretty good. I should clarify. <laughs> I still like this. That was that a was, really wow, good that's, time. That was a great life. What Man. in the world am I doing here? Um, <laughs> if I want people to know how I feel, I will tell them. I genuinely wish they wouldn't ask. Amen to that. If, if I want people to know how I... You, you think I tell people how I feel? No, that's exactly. You don't want anybody to ask. I'll tell people when oh, I feel oh, it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So if uh, yeah, if I wanted to, yeah, okay. So bookmark on that. Remember our first year of relationship where I'm like, "Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. No, you're not. You're not okay. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, are you okay? No, stop asking me, baby. You just told them that I cry. They're not supposed to know I cry. <sighs> now I'm weak. <laughs> They didn't even ask. Um, <laughs> I think thoughts are more reliable than feelings. Yes, 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 yes. Facts don't care about your feelings. It's important to know. I don't. Here we go. I'm waving my hands. <laughs> Getting on my soapbox. Here's a sermon. No, but your feelings don't matter. Okay, love. Let me just tell you this. Your feelings don't matter. <laughs> He has literally told me in the middle of a panic attack, these are just feelings. They don't matter. Well, it's true. <laughs> that sounds very... Uh, aggressive. <laughs> aggressive. I wasn't like, baby, they're just Shut feelings. <laughs> this doesn't matter. No. No, he, he, was, he was reminding me, these are feelings. Is, yeah. truth matters. The fe your feelings on things do not. Your feelings can betray you. Your feelings tell you wrong things all the time very true yeah. all the time and i'm not like that at all i'm a feeling person yeah and so i gotta rein you in a little bit and he sure and does just <laughs> crack the whip just be anyways uh <laughs> i need a couple days to process an experience or know how i feel about something yes or explain something we just talked about this like last yesterday night. was it last night yeah people are wasteful i hold on to what i have not a hoarder, but yes, because I always we have a bunch of spare wood parts downstairs for no reason. He is a hoarder. Uh, 
Often I find that I would rather observe than participate. 100%. 1,000% at that. Don't ask me at to go At small swimming. group, yeah. Uh, small group? Yeah, yeah, you just sit there. Yeah, well, unless no one talks, then I'm like, well, someone Someone, someone needs to talk. Yeah. Um, I trust myself. That means I, I think about things for a while and then I make my own decisions. This this literally is spot on. You guys don't know me, but it's spot on. <laughs> I can't understand why people get together just to hang out. Can you guys tell that I am the most blessed woman on the face of the earth to be mm-hmm. married to this, this people person, people <laughs> lover? <laughs> oh, you poor woman. Um, and I can't understand why people get together just to hang out. That one, that one, I wouldn't say is true. Like it's good to. It's good to hang out with people, you know, <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> once every full moon. Once, like, once. As long once as, every moon You know, cycle. as long as they come over, it's it's fine. They can be in our house. <laughs> no. We don't have much to do. We don't like board games. We don't really host you, well. You like board games. I don't like board games. Yeah, I don't like board games that people need to explain to me, though. Yeah. But anyways, on tangent of that. Okay, so we were coming back to the bookmarker. Okay. Are you ready? Yep, I don't remember so what the bookmark was. So you talked sure. about how you lived by yourself. Uh-huh. Or no, sorry, sorry. You talked about how you used to never wake up early in the morning. Yes. However, you were in... And then you also said that people always change. Yes. Have you always wanted alone time? As a, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played mm-hmm. like even even I remember as a kid uh, playing in my room all the time, like playing with Legos, playing. Uh, I had a a little Nintendo on a black and white screen TV. Anyway, so okay. I watched Jay Leno once or twice when I was like seven. That's I don't amazing. Know. I love That's that. That's great. Fantastic. Go on. I watched The Office when I was in like fifth grade. It was the only channel I got because yeah, I had too. those two little antennas. Does yes. anybody know? Yeah. Thirty five. Yeah. But anyway, so. Um, back to that. So you always have liked to be alone. So yes. as a child, you lived with people, but you went to your room and you would, you would sit alone. Yeah. Okay. Change to when you were in college. What did you do for your alone time in college? Well, I mean, I, for, I, I guess for most of it, I had, uh, roommates, but I would just shut myself in the room. And you would go weekend. to Walmart. Oh yeah. And I would go to Walmart. Uh, that we live in Ohio, obviously, and there's no place to just go hiking. So my hiking was like, you know what? I'm gonna go walk around Walmart for two hours and talk to nothing. Nothing. Do nothing. Look at look at the prices of things. And you would also, yeah, okay. So, and then change when you lived alone in Arizona. You had one day a week that you would Sabbath, mm-hmm. and you'd sit all day and you wouldn't do nothing. Uh, yeah, I would. Well, I, I mean, I, most of most of it was play video games and listen to sermons at the same time. But um, yeah, I, I planned on doing nothing, not worrying about anything, uh, trying not to leave the house. But you know, you got to get food somehow. Okay, so fast forward to when we got married. Okay. When we got married, you didn't have any alone time, and that's yes. when you were the most weak as a person. One hundred percent. Most fragile as a person uh-huh. because I didn't know what you needed. And you didn't know what you needed either. <laughs> I pointed. She pointed at me, folks. It's getting real. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go back. Your Enneagram type said that you need alone time, but you did not know that you needed alone time 
per the Enneagram. Had I done the Enneagram. Okay, no, listen. You guys, he's getting taught right now. I have a billboard. I have a white dry erase board right next to me. Okay. (laughs) I don't. Love, that's just our wall. Stop. That's permanent marker. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) We're painting it anyway. Go ahead. (laughs) Anyways. So, when um, I realized about a year into marriage, I think, a year into marriage, we built an office for you. And what did you do in the morning? You woke up early because that's when you knew that you needed alone time. Yes. And that you fill your your tank fills when you get alone time. Yes. So you've been like that ever since you were younger and you didn't know about the Enneagram. You didn't know what you needed, but you self-identified so so much towards this type five investigator. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that has grown with you. You have molded into that person. You have adapted. You have changed in a very healthy manner, too. You haven't done it harshly. You haven't done it. There's been times that you've done it wrong. Where yeah. There's been times that you've stayed in your office too long. There's been times that you've get, gotten mad at me because you haven't had long enough time. But there's also been times that I have seen that you need alone time. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted you to see that. That you had no idea about the Enneagram. Yeah. And you saw this list just now and you're like, wow, that really is a lot about me. But see how your body and mind has adapted over these years? And I mean, you used to hang out with people and now you'd rather live in the part where, you know, I'd rather be home. Mm -hmm. Like you guys can come to me, but like I'd rather not hang out with people or... There were other ones that you really identified with. But yeah, yeah I so, think. Moral of the story is then make sure you take the Enneagram, Enneagram before you get married. Otherwise, you're going to have a miserable first year because you're not going to know what you need. So I do know a lot of marriage counselors now do incorporate the Enneagram and they also incorporate the love languages. So those are two of the biggest ones I would recommend. The Enneagram is more of a study though. You really have to study it if you want to. It's again something like don't make your spouse do it. I tried to get Tim on the boat, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do this by myself. It's not something that your spouse needs to do with you. You can talk about it with them. You can have them take the quiz. You can do what I did with Tim and just had him read the list. What I thought he was. Again, you're not supposed Even to type. You're not supposed to type people. However, Rude. we are one. <laughs> we are okay. Yeah. But there anyways, so I just thought it was really cool to see how you, your whole life, adapted to you needing alone time. So, and you've done it healthy. For so, the most part, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. How do you feel about that? I enlightened. I feel enlightened. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> He's going to tell us in two days, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll process this and, and I'll let you know on a, a revision podcast. Yeah. But yeah, that's just kind of our thoughts about the Enneagram. Mostly my thoughts about the Enneagram. Tim doesn't really care still, probably. He no. really won't care about just, it. They're, they're, it's, it's nice to know these things, but I have um, a lot of other things I'd rather focus on in my mind than fill it with the Enneagram. <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyways, there are courses online that you can take. I believe Beth McCord is opening her courses for this summer. Um, you can become an Enneagram coach, which would be really cool someday. How much is it? You tell We're me. We're not telling the people how much well, it is. That's I brought a it up already. No, that's a quiz. The quiz is like $2 to take. Okay. The course is like... It's $2? The course? The, the, the quiz, quiz is like $2. Well, shoot. Yeah, that's, it's that's real cheap. The, that's the most accurate one. Yeah, well, um, or like six dollars, let's say at the at the most, probably six dollars. You should have used your allowance on that. We could have really had really had our numbers. I wanted to be the enneagram coach this past <laughs> um, an enneagram coach this past winter, but Tim knows how I am, and I go through a lot of phases where I'm like. Ooh, I want to do that. And then like I'll spend a bunch of money on it and then like I'll use it five times and I'll be like, I'm kind of bored. So anyways, the Enneagram is an investment with the coaching side of it. So And and, you know, you got to have a specific use for it. Like (laughs) there's no reason for you to get it right now because... I'm a mama. Well, you're a mama and like what are you going to do with it? I mean, I guess if you're a life coach Well, you can be a... You can be an Enneagram coach, though. You can set yourself, like, be like, hey, I'm an Enneagram coach, and this is what I do. Market yourself and, like, help people to figure out their numbers. So you can make it a job. It's a job now. Interesting. I, mm-hmm. I, I or you could tack it on if, say, you're a life coach, say you're a psychologist, say you're something in the mental health area, um, a counselor, um, a church uh, staff. Leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, it, it there is a course and it's very interesting and I would love to do it at some point. But again, if it's just a fad for me, we kind of want to check it out before I just go, oh, that sounds fun. And then it just completely goes off the... We'll link our PayPal down below. <laughs> <laughs> we actually just started to go fund me on Facebook. <laughs> no. But anyways, so I hope you guys feel um, a little bit more... I don't think we did a great job at explaining the Enneagram, but we kind of talked about our types, and um, I just want to encourage you guys, if you and your spouse, or you and your um, boyfriend, or you and your family you member, or you yourself, yeah, because just want to discover. Because to know yourself, yeah. I mean, especially if, you're, especially if you're single, you should probably know now, I mean, you've got the time to figure out who you are and what you need, yeah. What what your faults are. Mm-hmm. So you know that going into into marriage and dating and stuff. Yeah, and it's a fun book to read. Um, again, it is The Road Back to You by Ian Cron and Susan Stabile. And Susan Stabile actually has a podcast. I cannot remember the name of that podcast, but I will find it for you guys and link it below for that. And I will link all the stuff below with Annie F. Downs, Anya Summer, and just all the goods that you guys need to... Um, that you guys would want to listen to and that helped me grow. So I hope you guys liked this episode and yeah. Yeah, we we haven't done it for a while. I'm glad that we got mm-hmm. back to it and I feel um, it was a good one. Yeah. I think I really nailed it. And Tim did great. Yeah, I know. I was funny. I was, <laughs> I was engaged. It's great. I just... <laughs> but, Tim. What? We have your most favorite questions to ask now. Oh, geez. Okay. Yep. Just ask them. Okay, <laughs> so these are our five, four questions, sorry, that we do each mm-hmm. week, and we've been doing them with our guests, so we hope you guys have liked their answers, but what are you eating, reading, loving, and listening to? What am I eating? I don't know. 
See, that this is why, because I never know the answer. You you say that I'm a five and I have to take two days to answer things. And then And usually guys, we don't have prep at all for these podcasts. <laughs> we do have prep for the interviews, but will, not our podcast. I will let you know in two days when I'm eating, because I don't know. <laughs> I'll do a voiceover. <laughs> Hello guys. Hi, I am it's, here. It's Tim, ASMR style. <laughs> hey, it's Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, creepy turned off. <laughs> what are you eating? I need to think about. Oh, you've been enjoying mo- energy drinks lately. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've, been, I've been drinking a lot. Molly is making me tired. No, but uh, working a lot lately, but... um. Yeah, energy drinks. I guess I had that and a couple. Oh, those rain energy drinks. That's there we go. Thank you. You did. You were correct though. Um, I had rain energy, a blue res. I think it's called blue res. It was good. There. That's why I'm eating. What about you? Um, we had some really good pico, pico de gallo salsa. Salsa that our friends made last week, Mm -hmm. and they came over. Jacob McKenna. Thank you. That was amazing. Like, I'm still dreaming about that salsa. It was amazing. Like, my mouth is watering right now. (laughs) But anyways, that was good salsa. And we are halfway there because we are growing our own... Yes. Garden. Parsley? Oh, cilantro. Cilantro. So, we are almost pico de gallo. And and tomatoes. Onions, too. We have onions, onions too. Wow. We're going to we make a very, very, very small bowl. But very small batch of salsa coming your way, Sanders. Yep. You guys can bu- purchase it online at WW. No, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Stupid joke. Okay. Tim Sanders. <laughs> so I've been dreaming about salsa. Um, what are you reading? <laughs> you picked up another book this past week, didn't you? The one that you read in Arizona. I read one day, <laughs> like guys, a paragraph, and then we went to bed. Tim has been broken for two two years, so I am broke. My reading <laughs> abilities and desire is pretty much gone. You know, here's the problem. Here's the issue. <laughs> if I'm gonna read, I've got so many other things to do. I don't I don't need to know anything else. I just need to do more things. No, I would disagree with that. You read a lot of news to know things. I listen to a lot of news. Yeah, but you I, also I read, read some, it. Some. I, I I browse through it. Okay, well, you've been reading the Jesus Storybook Bible to Arrow that every is, single night. You're, since. you're right. That actually, you know what? The, the Jesus Storybook <clears throat> Bible is very good because it, it has even shown me some things that like scripture scripture says that, that I just missed. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really cool. Like allegories and symbols, stuff like that. Go on. Yours. Okay, so I have been reading The Happy Camper. It is a very cheesy love story. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, it's so cheesy. Like worse than worse than Hallmark. I think it's Hallmark level. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, as long as it's not worse than Hallmark, I don't know. Those it could at be. least get views. Apparently, I don't know who. Just a bunch of young. You know what? I, I actually I go into a lot of a lot of old ladies' rooms too during the Christmas. It's a season. clean. It's a clean channel. I know nobody's getting in the nude and stuff. It's it's good for. <laughs> I'll bleep that part out. <laughs> In the bleep. <laughs> nude. 
<laughs> anyway, what's the next one? What have you been listening to, Tim Sanders? Lately, so I listened to Kanye West's new album. Yes. He has been talking about this, y'all. Yeah, y'all. It is very good. I was very surprised. I think I think that before he was he was a great artist because he he just had a way of being creative with his sounds, his voice. Um, but you know, since he's got saved and all, it's it's even better. I mean, it, it just sounds it's biblical. It's biblical. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the only thing I can say. It's Is not it like, anointed? It <laughs> yes, it's it's anointed. Um, we had a discussion like that last week or something. Inside joke, guys. Yeah. Inside. Sorry, joke. y'all. Sorry, y'all. We're in Ohio, not y'all. the South, but y'all still works here. What okay? What what about you? you? I've still been listening to the Big Boo Cast. Every time I go on a run, I listen to the Big Poo, Boo Cast and Poo Cast. I listen to the Big Poo Cast, and but anyways, the Big Boo Cast is what I've been listening to. Okay, so I just really like it. What do, you, what, do you, what what do you learn from it? Like, what is it? Absolutely it's just- nothing. It's literally just two women laughing together, talking about stuff. They do talk about skincare, which is actually how it came up. And um, I discovered vitamin C serum and how great it is for your skin. And I, um, there's a bunch of stuff that I've just like beauty, beauty stuff that they talk about, but it's it's pointless. Imagine that being your full time job is just, just talking to your best on friend. the phone, talk to your best friend. Well, their full time job is they're they're and they're Christian authors. Oh, okay. They write nonfiction. Okay. So they're both authors and they used to write blogs a long time ago. They they actually started podcasting, I think, in two thousand seven. Like they they didn't even wow, know what podcasts were, yeah. So like it's really it's really funny to hear them talk and like the audio is awful, but it's like I don't know. It's just you're sitting in on a conversation. So I really like it. It's very easy. So down to earth, relatable. Oh, just so relatable. Yeah. Okay, lastly, Tim Sanders, what are you loving? Oh, what am I loving? Ooh, so, speaking of alone time, now I know my favorite thing. Thanks, babe. <laughs> we just spent the past five minutes figuring yeah, out what Tim has been loving. That was way too long. We'll cut it out, so. Um. <laughs> Love, I was going to keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, everyone, turn it off. Uh, <laughs> so, it doesn't matter what I say here, then. <laughs> my, I am loving... My wife leaving me every <laughs> Thursday night to go to Bible study so that I can play video games with my friends because I don't I don't hang out with a lot of people except um, people at work, staff, and patients. And so... Um, well, not a lot of people have been hanging out with people lately, Tim. <laughs> well, okay, play that card. How long are we going to play that one? <laughs> don't worry. I'm always closer than six feet to everyone. Close. That's the rule, right? Yeah. Just be six feet apart from everyone, six feet or less. And yeah. Okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. Always cough into your hand. <coughs> and then wipe it on the desk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Safe practices. You, what are you loving? I have been loving taking care of our garden and taking care of our um, flowers and Everything growing. Everything's growing and we we're not killing it. We haven't killed anything. <laughs> You're going to put our son to sleep if you just woke him up. 
But anyways, it's been fun to um, grow things. And we have gotten our first little strawberry. And like, it's not going to be good this year because we planted it too late. But it's been fun seeing these little buds. And- we should make a pie with it. <laughs> it is a very small pie. <laughs> I don't know if we have any of those dishes. I don't even know if it's a chipmunk size. That's all right. They're all dead anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I've been loving seeing our garden grow and like we didn't plant it from seeds, but we did definitely plant it later than we should have probably and it's flourishing and doing great and I'm very excited about it. It's something that I didn't expect we were going to do this year, but yeah, again, it's an outside project and I I'm loving it. So I wonder if I wonder if we don't have any bunny problems because our cat Oh, is for out. sure. Our other and our murderer Benji? Yes. That's our dog, by the way. Yeah, and I also ran over like six bunnies and... Mm, yeah. With a lawnmower. Yeah. Oh, what a time. It's, oh, it was dark. That's brutal. But anyways, okay, we're, that is all probably not going to be in the podcast. But anyways, thank you guys for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed... Having us back. And enjoyed listening to us talking about the Enneagram and listening to what we like are doing right now so yeah. yeah guys it was it was good to be back this episode back with my wife um because i haven't seen her in weeks <laughs> so we only get together to do podcasts and <laughs> but anyways thank you guys for listening this long if you guys enjoyed this podcast leave a five-star review and you guys have been responding really well to the interviews so we are hoping to bring on more interviews and one to come i am interviewing a boutique here pretty soon So I'm really excited about that. And I'm also going to be doing a modesty um, interview here pretty soon with the topic on modesty. Modest is the hottest. Yeah, that's what Tim says to me. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you guys have a good day. Again, leave us a five-star review and also um, a comment below so we can see what you guys are thinking and loving about this podcast. So yeah. And if 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 you want a question answered or something like that or... Uh, a topic to be covered feel free to just put that there too yeah or or talk to you on instagram or something like that yeah okay so you guys can follow our little family on instagram at molly.ann.sanders and we will see you guys later you can also follow tim on youtube at tactic gamer your husbands all will love it i promise (laughs) um so anyways we will talk to you guys soon hopefully tim and i will be back together soon but we don't know when we're gonna see each other next so So i'm just kidding it was nice to see you again (laughs) all right guys we'll see you in the next one thank you guys take Take care. care bye